Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Appreciate all of the podcasters out there listening today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, as always. And uh, if you're joining us on GrillNationShow.com, thanks for clicking on the podcast today. I appreciate you coming to the website. Uh, continue to update that weekly with all of our old shows, with descriptions of old shows under the show's length. So uh, if you haven't seen our show link on GrillNationShow.com, check it out. We've had some very fun shows, some awesome guests, and uh, we're going to continue to have that through the rest of the year. Uh, very exciting times here at the Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation Show who help this show run, who are great uh, ambassadors for their business and for the Kansas City region and throughout the United States. We have Kretcher Heartland. Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Real Estate, Andrew Bash, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, and John Kenny Hertz, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thank you very much for partnering and supporting with Grill Nation with Jason Grill. You guys are great companies and uh, are doing great work here in the area. I'd, I'd advise all of our listeners to check all of them out. They're amazing people. Uh, really exciting show today. Uh, we're going to take you on two different wavelengths here. In our next segment, we're going to have Michael Gelfman, who's the founder of the Disruption Institute and founder of Compute Midwest, as well as the founder of the Kansas City IT Professionals Group. Michael's an interesting guy. He uh, started doing the Kansas City um, IT Professionals Group in 2008, before, you know, really before any of the coding and IT kind of trend kind of started taking off here in Kansas City. But he's also started this Compute Midwest uh, festival and conference, which will be taking place on October 22nd and 23rd here in Kansas City at the Municipal Auditorium. Compute Midwest has been seen in Forbes, Fast Company, Huffington Post. It's a, a two-day convergence of tech, and uh, Michael's grown this thing since 2012 into a pretty large-scale festival uh, with speakers from all over the United States and the world. They're going to have speakers on driverless cars. They're going to have the guy that built the first iPhone uh, for Steve Jobs at the conference. Uh, advise our listeners to check it out at, com- at computemidwest.com. Very exciting, and uh, Michael will be in today in our first segment after the break to talk about the uh, big lineup they have for the 2015 convention of Compute Midwest. Again, this will be their fourth year, I believe, doing the conference here in Kansas City, and the uh, speakers are very good. And uh, it'll be interesting to talk to Michael, too, about the Disruption Institute, which basically is a coding school he started in Kansas City, a 10-week boot camp. And uh, they've changed people's lives with this, and uh, there's some phenomenal success stories involved with that as well. In our third and fourth segments today, very lucky to have Greg Bergen, 
who is the executive vice president at the Missouri Mavericks. Great guy. He actually uh, started his career in radio here at Intercom, and uh, he's now been with the Missouri Mavericks since their inception in their first year. He is the executive vice president. He oversees all business sales and marketing aspects of the Missouri Mavericks pro hockey team. People kind of, you know, hockey is actually growing in Kansas City. Lamar Hunt Jr. owns the team now out there. If you haven't been to the uh, the Silver Silverstein I uh, I Center Arena, I, I think I have the name right. Greg might have to correct per, per, uh, correct that for me in our segment. But uh, it used to be called the Independence Event Center. Um, you got to go out. I mean, it's an awesome experience. So we're gonna have Greg come on and talk about kind of the Missouri Mavericks growth here in the in the region. They're in a new division now. They have a new affiliate, the uh, the Islanders. They uh, he's gonna come in and talk about growth of ice hockey in the Kansas City region. Uh, what his his staff looks like. Uh, a lot of different things happening with the Missouri Mavericks. They start their season this week. They're actually in Alaska, which is uh, a couple of my buddies were out there on that trip that work or uh, consult with the team. And uh, what a, what a great trip! And uh, you know, hockey goes on in uh, Kansas City from October to I believe if they make it all the way to June. So a lot of chances to go see the Missouri Mavericks. And uh, Greg Bergen will be on the show. Great Kansas City and great guy, uh, executive vice president of the Missouri Mavericks. In segment three and segment four today, talk about the Missouri Mavericks and the upcoming. 2015-2016 season and the growth of hockey and the Missouri Mavericks in the Kansas City region. So exciting to have Greg Bergen on the show. Again, if you missed any of our old shows, you can check them out at grillnationshow.com. Also, there is a link on talk980am.com. Uh, really appreciate you doing that and checking that out. Also, again, connect with me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, at Jason Grill. I'm connected on all social media networks. If you ever want to have a guest on the show or have someone that might be good, please let me know. I want to give a shout-out real quick to the mayor of Albuquerque, New Mexico, Richard Berry. I had a chance to go to the uh, New Mexico region of Albuquerque last week for the 2015 Mayor's Conference and Entrepreneurship uh, presented by the Kauffman Foundation. Amazing event. Uh worked with the Kauffman Foundation uh, in my consulting capacity with J. Girl Media and Consulting. And uh, this event was really cool. Mayors from across the country uh, coming together to talk about entrepreneurship, uh, talk about engaging with entrepreneurs, talk about venture capital, talk about growing their cities, talk about innovation, and uh, really cool event to see all the mayors come together again for a yearly conference. Last year it was in Louisville. The mayor of Louisville, Greg Fisher, also did a great job. Uh, but the third year was in Albuquerque. I hadn't been there for a while. One of the coolest things about the trip uh, was the International Balloon Fiesta uh, in Albuquerque. It took place October 3rd through 11th. I'm just going to tell you guys right now, if you've never been to Albuquerque or you've never seen the International Balloon Fiesta, you have to go at some point in your life. It is a amazing experience. You're like a kid in a candy store again. Um, you see 600 to 700 balloons launching at dawn. They have a special shapes day uh, where you have shapes and balloons such as a cow, Darth Vader, Yoda, um, unbelievable thing and they all launch at dawn and you know just to see 600 hot air balloons launching at the same time some of these of which cost up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. uh people from all over the world come to this i haven't seen more ev most rvs i've seen uh since a chief's playoff game uh it was insane and uh it's quite an event and you know the new mexico culture is also pretty cool so uh, i'd advise anyone that has never been to new mexico if you're going to go to albuquerque go during the um International Balloon Fiesta. There's more information about that at balloonfiesta.com. But kudos to the mayor, Mayor Richard Berry of New Mex of Albuquerque, New Mexico, for putting on a great event. And uh, it was really cool to see that. 
and be a part of that. And uh, thanks to the Kauffman Foundation for all of their support and for uh, helping connect mayors to policy mayors and policymakers to entrepreneurs throughout the United States. Real quickly, uh, want to also I had a, a list of things to talk about. We're running out of time. Check out Startland News. There's some really good articles about the One Million Cups competition for the best startup and best presentation in the United States. There were three companies that made it from Kansas City to the finals. One of which um, we actually all of which we've had on the show. Which so check that out at Startland News. Also, there's some really interesting story about Trelly and kind of what next for them on the front page of StartlandNews.com. Also want to talk about the experience we had this week with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, I was actually at the office watching on a small television set. Uh, what a week. Uh, I know it's Saturday today, so you know we're taping the show early on, but uh, hopefully the Royals have, have continued on. But hopefully you guys got to enjoy the game on Monday, one of the best comebacks I've ever experienced. So make sure you, uh, you relish the fact, and, and if you see one of the Royals guys around town, give them a high five. Again, this is Jason Grill talking for Grill Nation Show today on Talk 980 AM. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM. Hope you're enjoying the show. We'll be right back. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Again, also listening today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. And thank you for uh, following me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Our next guest has been a uh, a technology IT uh, guru here in Kansas City. He's been a, planning events and running shows and doing all of that great stuff for many years. One of the first people I actually I met when I got involved in the entrepreneur scene here in Kansas City. We have Michael Gelfman, who's the founder of the Disruption Institute and, more importantly for today's purposes, founder of Compute Midwest. He's also the founder of the Kansas City IT Professionals Group. Michael, welcome to Grill Nation. Thanks for having it's me. It's good to see you again. I haven't seen you in a while. You've been, been working while. pretty hard, uh, obviously. You know, it, it, there's multiple ventures. It's, it's you know, <laughs> a lot of entrepreneurship, for, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I wouldn't have it any other way, though. That's it's, great. Um, Michael, tell us about uh, kind of your background and kind of how you got into all these different uh, ventures of your, you've gotten into in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, kind of take us back and, and, and tell us kind of the uh, progression of it. Yeah. So it's about seven years ago, started, uh, you know, really focusing. Basically, I had worked in a corporate job for a telecommunications company in IT and for many years. And um, really, they <clears throat> there was transitions at the company. I was looking for new opportunities. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they said was, you know, networking, get out there and network. So I didn't see this community. I created one for IT people in Kansas City, and it just kind of exploded. We did happy hours. We started out with happy hours and job fairs. And then, you know, as it started to get bigger, um, we started to realize the opportunity and kind of like one thing that we wanted to like kind of add to Kansas City was, you know, we do hackathons and then we also do this conference, Compute Midwest. Mm-hmm. And then um, so that's the event piece. And then we have the code school, which is called the Disruption Institute. It's a 10 week code school where we teach people how to build iOS apps. But, you know, obviously we're here for Compute Midwest. And so you, you, so you got you like you said, you got your hands in a lot of different things that are helping grow uh, Kansas City and grow uh, educate people. Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's it's kind of I think um, you know it's, uh, there's it's it's about trying to inspire people with big ideas because you know when you when you think about you know some of the speakers that we've had or some of the topics when 
you think about like NASA sending a, like a Mars rover to Mars, I mean, when you think about that stuff, it's like it makes all the challenges that you're facing as an entrepreneur or in your work life like seem that much more within reach because mm-hmm. these guys sent a two-ton rover to Mars, it landed, <laughs> and it works. And it's like, you know, I'm trying to build this website or I'm trying to do this event. Like it just seems a little bit, you know, easier. So it's really the goal is to inspire people with sort of these big ideas. That's awesome. We're talking to Michael Gelfman, who is the founder of Compute Midwest. Um, Compute Midwest has been seen in Forbes, Fast Company, The Huffington Post, The Next Web, and more. Compute Midwest is a two-day convergence of tech uh, involving new people, new ideas, and innovation in Kansas City. Congrats on all that great media exposure, first of all. Uh, kind of take us through uh, the date and where Compute Midwest is, and then we'll get into kind of some of what people can expect. When, yeah. when are we talking here for timing and, uh, and uh, location? Yeah, so it's October 22nd and 23rd. So it's next Thursday and Friday um, at the Municipal Arena, downtown Kansas City. Um, this is the first year that we've usually done it as a single-day conference, but we've always wanted to expand to two. <clears throat> so we've expanded to two days this year, and you know we're excited about the, the reaction so far to people by – you know, what we have lined up and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So, so you guys so you guys are going to be at the uh, Municipal Auditorium October 22nd and 23rd, Compute Midwest, Compute Midwest 2015. Uh, you can check it out, guys, at ComputeMidwest.com. Uh, like you're saying, going to the two-day uh, two conference, it adds on a lot, of, a lot of layers. But also, too, if people are coming in from out of town, uh, obviously we're going to go over your speaker list here in a second, but uh, visitors from around the region, around from out of town flying in, um, you know, it's hard sometimes and it's just a one day conference. Sure. So taking it to two day, yeah. it makes it worth kind of maybe, maybe more worth some of the time for someone to travel here for, exactly. such, a, for such a great learning experience and event. Right. Yeah. And that, that was the hope was that, you know, we will have, we'd have more people that would attend from the region. We've got people from, you know, Cincinnati, Chicago, St. Louis, Wichita coming, you know, as well as people from the coast, we've got people from New York and obviously San Francisco and, and, and other places, but uh, you know, it's it's a chance to really show what Kansas City has, and that it, it's beyond what people's expectations actually are. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, you know, every time we have a speaker come in from Silicon Valley, I think you know they're impressed by what they see. It's not it's not what they expected, and I think um, that's a good thing that we have more people than they go back and tell their friends and tell that story. And then it just kind of spreads. Kansas City's got some good stuff happening. And so. I and I had the chance to be in Albuquerque last week. Uh, never really been there. Met the mayor, and and I had no idea about some of the things they had going on in their innovation. Uh, but yeah, it's like if you go there, if you get a seat yeah. on the ground, if people come to Kansas City from across the globe, these speakers and these visitors, um, they they see the downtown area, they see what's going on, they meet the people that are doing the work here in Kansas City, yeah. and they get inspired, and then they go back and they. They tell someone, then they tell someone else, and before you know it, you're you have sure. an article in, in one of these big magazines that you've been on, and it's talking about kind of what we got going on here, which is really cool. Um, we're talking to Michael Guthman, who's the founder of Compute Midwest. Uh, check it out at computemidwest.com. Let's talk about kind of the days and the speakers. Uh, early mornings, right? So you, you got to get there early, and then yeah, uh, from there, you know, it's it's a full day of, of of speakers, really, with with a lunch session in between, right? <clears throat> sure, it's yeah, it's basically like around seven keynotes per day short you know short bursts and nothing too long but that's good yeah you know basically there it's a curated list of talk topics we've got a individual who's a um, from stanford he's a fellow and expert on self-driving cars so that'll be interesting 
That's a hot topic right now. Sure, absolutely. Um, what do you, I mean? This this guy's name is Bryant Smith. Bryant yeah. Walker Smith. Yep. Um, what I mean is he is he's going to go talk about how it's it's changing and how it's going to be a positive for our society? I'd assume. I mean, I, I just think it's we need to be a testing ground for it. I think sure. in Kansas City. I think with the way our city's skewing, I mean, I think there's a shot that we can get driverless cars here. Oh, absolutely. No, I think it's definitely a possibility. It seems like the right move for the city to mm-hmm. to you know once again you're looking at Google Fiber. We're the first city for Google Fiber. If we can do something like that as well, then that just makes our mark. You know That'll be I mean? interesting to hear him so, speak. Yeah. So he's coming along. Who else you got on there? So we've also got uh, the founder of Palm. He's got a new company called Numenta. Um, a lot of they're partnered with IBM. It's a lot of focus on machine learning and 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 you know creating computers that think like machine or think like humans mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Also got a guy from um, Marco Villa who's the former uh, director of mission operations for SpaceX. Wow. He's obviously a super inspiring speaker, you know, and um, really, I mean, that the notion, again, back to space travel, I just think it's one of the most inspiring things that you could think of because, you know, we want to travel the world and whatever, but if you think about humans traveling to space and, and, and that whole thing, it's just private, tra- private space travel is getting more and more accessible as we, you know, go on. And the hope is we can start sending more people into orbit and those things that that's becoming really accessible. Also noticing you guys have um, built a man who built the first iPhone for Steve jobs. Yep. Yeah. Look at and that. Andy, Andy Grignan was the first, one of the first on the team to build, help Steve jobs build the iPhone and, you know, really <clears throat> kind of drive in the direction of that starting in 2005. So, you know, when you think about that innovation, you know, creating something like that in 2005, starting the prototypes and stuff like that, it's really a cool thing to to kind of be experienced on. That is great. Yeah. Uh, tell me about kind of you know how you go about getting all these speakers uh, for people that are curious. Uh, it's very hard. I mean, it's their scheduling problems. Some of these guys I've tried for four years to get. Right. You know, you just keep trying, and they're either available or they're not. And I think what it comes down to is just kind of the the growth and and leveling up. Each year, you know, each year we, we amazing. luckily bring together an amazing group of speakers and then we just sort of build on that. And the next year we say, okay, here's who spoke last year. And then, you know, they kind of, it's it. And then every year you reach out to them and then they're like, well, like, you know, I couldn't go last year, but, but this year I can. So it's, it's a lot of scheduling and, and one speaker that you get affects who you get. Sure. Right. Because you, right? you, you don't want to get too... 3D printing speakers. You don't want to get too like we kind of have a different lineup for different different things. So <laughs> very yeah. cool. Um, again, this is Compute Midwest, which will be taking place uh, October twenty second and twenty third here in Kansas City. Uh, it's presented by the Disruption Institute. Let's talk about that real quick. That's your uh, other company that you yeah. work on uh, with coding. Tell me yeah. about that and how uh, what, what's going on with that right now. So that's a ten week class for to teach people how to build um, iPhone apps. Um, it's really cool. It's, you know, it's a chance where you kind of, uh, you know, you go through this program of 10 weeks. It's a lot of basically 30% lecture and then 70% hands-on. Mm-hmm. You're building apps and you're, you're, you're working and you're pair programming with each other in the class. You're building relationships. And then it's a lot of mentor focus too. Mentor, you know, that focus of having the mentors involved is a big opportunity to accelerate the growth of somebody's sort of career and, and their learning because, you have access to people that have the expertise, you know, and everybody needs a mentor in their career. So 
Um, so the fact that, and then we're just, it's basically about building out an ecosystem of development mm-hmm. and trying to create innovation, teach people how to build these apps, but also kind of entrepreneurial minded thinking towards, you know, building ideas. We have some pretty cool success stories. One of our biggest ones is an individual who basically took the first class. <clears throat> He's basically gone from zero coding experience all the way to a senior mobile developer at IBM in less than two years. So. Wow. <clears throat> so he's moved so, to Chicago, but I mean, you know, unfortunately we lost him, but I mean, that changed his life, you know, so sure. it's really cool. That is cool. <clears throat> Very educational. Um, where can we find out more information about that? Online? So that's on the disruptioninstitute.com. Disruption, the disruptioninstitute.com or just, just disruption? Dis- disruptioninstitute.com. Very but cool. But if you go to the Compute Midwest website, there's a link on the top, top of the page to it, like in the very middle. You'll see the logo. You can click on it, click through that. Probably be the easiest. But. Very cool. <clears throat> um, Michael Gelfman, founder of the Disruption Institute and Compute Midwest. Check it out at computemidwest.com, October 22nd and 23rd here in Kansas City. Congrats on the growth of the uh, the event and everything you're doing to educate and uh, coders out there and help uh, grow our uh, economy and, and make Kansas City a better place, man. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money. Introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remixed it for low. She my track queen. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM and on talk980am.com. I want to thank all of our listeners for following me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I also want to thank the folks that are listening on uh, iTunes and TuneIn Radio today, uh, as well as those who go to grillnationshow.com and check out our podcasts on there, too. All of our shows are listed there with each guest. Also have a photo page and whatnot on grillnationshow.com. also want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation as we go into our third segment today. They are Crutcher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, uh, Real Estate, Andrew Bash, co-host and contributor, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Hertz, guest co-host and contributor, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, who's a contributor, The Rigger Hotel Grill and Exchange, and Jay Rigger and Co. Whiskey, Ryan Maybe is a guest co-host and contributor, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for partnering up and supporting Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Appreciate all of your support throughout the, the years. We, uh, we're actually entering our third year now on the air over here at Intercom and, uh, started as Entrepreneur KC. Now we're, we're to Grill Nation. So it's been a fun ride and, uh, very excited to continue to do the show every week here, uh, on 980 AM. Thanks to all of our partners and supporters. In our next segment today, uh, very excited. Uh, obviously Kansas City is a big, Sports town, uh, we've got a lot of things going on right now, uh, obviously with the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC. Uh, but one of the other things that we have going on here in Kansas City, we have a, a pretty strong, I, I believe, uh, hockey culture. Uh, I've been seeing signs around town uh, calling Kansas City Hockey Town. And uh, one of the great things about it is if you've never been to a Missouri Mavericks game, it's it's uh, quite an experience. So uh, I know they're launching their season here pretty quickly here. So I wanted to have on their executive vice president, of the Missouri Maver- Mavericks, Greg Bergen is uh, on the phone right now. Greg, how are you today? 
I'm doing great, Jason. Thanks for having me on. And man, your supporters, you got the A team in Kansas City over there. <laughs> well, you got the big bucks, you got the good drinks and Rieger, you got power and light. I mean, you're doing some good stuff, I'm man. I'm trying, I'm trying my best to kind of, to, to, to have it, you know, you know how it works in the radio industry, Greg, uh, with supporters and, and whatnot, but, uh, Greg Bergen, he's the executive vice president of the Missouri Mavericks. Greg, I want to kind of talk about your background. I know you have a radio background, don't you? I do. I've actually spent about 10 years at Intercom as an operations manager and uh, worked with some of the, like, 96.5 The Buzz, some of the rock properties, and got really interested in sports talk the last few years uh, I was in radio. So about uh, seven years ago, uh, I, I got out of radio and started looking to get into sports. And like everybody else at the time, you really had... Um, you know, two or three options. You had the Chiefs, you had the Royals, uh, the T-Bones obviously weren't in existence. And, and I heard about this team, uh, opening up in Independence, a hockey team. And I'm a Kansas City sports fan, which typically means I know baseball, football, basketball, but, you know, ice sports because there isn't a, wasn't a huge ice culture growing up, uh, in a lot of rinks to go to. I didn't know a lot about hockey, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so about seven years ago, I got a phone call to uh, interview for a position over here, and lo and behold, about a week later, uh, I was standing outside, you know, ground that was going to be the Independence Event Center. Yeah, and that was in 2009, right when the team launched. Yep, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been uh, over. This will be your sixth season, I guess, or fifth season coming up here. This is actually season number seven. Season number seven. Wow. So I mean, it's amazing that. The team has been in existence that long. It doesn't seem like that long. I'm sure it does to you, though, right? You've been grinding over there. (laughs) You know, I'm with you, man. It feels like we've been around for just a few seasons, but, you know, you start looking at all the games that we've been through and and the transition from different leagues and uh, a new coaching staff. You start feeling the seven years, and especially this year, um, you know, we're blessed to have the wind at our back with a new NHL affiliation with the New York Islanders, um, a great returning fan base, and then, uh, you know, trying really hard to expand the footprint throughout the Kansas City Metro. So when you started, Greg, uh, talk to me about kind of what that was like uh, with the hockey culture here in Kansas City and kind of take me through how that has uh, kind of grown since you've been with the Missouri Mavericks and the team launched in 2009. Yeah, it was it was really crazy at the beginning because, once again, you had a, a few of us that didn't know anything about hockey and then one or two people from outside that are still with the team uh, that had a hockey background. But basically we were educating ourselves as well as the community uh, on what this sport is. And, you know, one, one of the stories I always like to tell is that we had a junior Mavs meeting, so all the youth hockey players in predominantly eastern Jackson County were going to show up so that we could talk about that season, and we had six kids show up. And uh, so we actually had more coaches than we had people wanting to participate in the sport. Uh, By the end of the second season, we had over 250, and currently we have about 600 skaters uh, skating underneath the, the Junior Mavs flag, as wow. well as now a new Kansas City Youth Hockey Association, which is overseeing the whole sport that kind of coalesced all the different uh, teams in the Kansas City Metro. And, you know, now we have well over a 1,000 kids uh, skating on different variations all the way from three years old all the way up through uh, uh, high school. And it's been very exciting to see that really take off. And you need ice, and you also need a, a team to be able to kind of carry that. And the professional hockey team like the Missouri Mavericks have done that. Yeah, right. Uh, we're talking to Greg Bergen, the executive vice president of the Missouri Mavericks. Greg, so uh, that has changed. The culture has changed in Kansas City. You know, I, I always thought we had a, a decent hockey fan base here. Uh, when it comes to the NHL, you know, they have the preseason games. They usually get close to selling out. But, you know, you really have to have a, a youth culture, like you're speaking about. You really have to have a high school culture. Um, has that changed? I mean, you said you've got more youth people, but is that, is that really, are we getting more ice rinks built here in Kansas City or is that, is that kind of happening? 
Well, that's definitely the charge, and it's a, if you build it, they will come type mentality. Um, you know, when you start thinking about what's needed for hockey, is it's not an inexpensive sport. You need to rent ice time, uh, and ice is at extreme premium right now. Uh, attached to Silverstein Ice Center's arena, we have a community ice rink, the Center Point Community Ice, and it is rocking all the time. And it, whether it's the beer league guys on a Sunday night, whether it's figure skaters, or whether it's a lot of youth hockey, that rink is in use all the time. And we've seen just a great explosion in hockey in this area. Uh, you see the same thing at KCIC uh, in Shawnee, where they've they've got the ice going at all times. So. I think that the charge right now is to provide more ice, more rinks, and give uh, you know youth the opportunity to go out there to skate, to get that muscle memory, so that we can have the same emotions about that and be able to watch the game like we watch baseball, football, basketball by playing that sport and getting into that culture. Uh, you know, that's that's really the shift that's going to happen in the next decade. It's really awkward. It's really funny, actually, how you know I went to college in St. Louis, and um, you know they have the Blues there, and it just it's just seemed it just seemed as if they had such a strong um, you know hockey uh, culture. You know, you know, talking to people that went to college in St. Louis or grew up in St. Louis, it's just funny to me that you know we're in the in the same state. You know, and it's just such a big deal in St. Louis. Uh, it's great to see it happening here in Kansas City, and uh, you know, I have many friends that played hockey growing up that lived in St. Louis. And uh, as a Kansas City guy going to college there, you know, it never really was on my mind, but now obviously it is, and um, it's pretty exciting to see Kansas City growing in that area. Talk to me, Greg, about um, you know the new ownership group and, and how that kind of has helped the uh, the growth of the team. Yeah, it's been extremely exciting for uh, Mr. Hunt, Lamar Hunt Jr. Uh, that's a name. That's a name many, many Kansas Cityans have heard of, obviously. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that's, that's talk about the A team. That that is definitely at the top of the A team, but. Right. Uh, Yep, Mr. Hunt has brought just an immense amount of energy and resources to the team and, you know, a charge of being able to grow the team throughout the whole metro area. Um, you know, we're, we're very um, proud of the fact that we've won four Franchise of the Year awards in the league we were in prior to the ECHL, which was the CHL. Um, we've had a lot of successful seasons. We've only missed the playoffs once out of six seasons. Um, but I think what Mr. Hunt is, is able to do is to really uh, bring in a lot more resources, a lot more businesses, and also uh, breaking ground on new rinks to kind of geographically spread hockey. And you mentioned St. Louis. St. Louis has about 20 sheets of ice. And um, it, when our, our head coach right now, Richard Matthachuk, actually won a Stanley Cup in Dallas but moved from the Minnesota North Stars uh, in the late 80s, early 90s to Dallas. When he moved to Dallas, there were only three or four sheets of ice, and now they've got upwards of 25 to 30 sheets. So that's become a, mm. a hockey culture here. So once these new sheets get built, uh, it'll be real exciting to see what happens uh, in Kansas City over the next you know, five to ten years, and Mr. Hunt is definitely leading the charge with that. It really will, and I mean, it's amazing to see, you know, you see more kids, well, I guess when I was a kid, there was a lot of people playing soccer, but obviously the young generation is, 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 it's taken to Sporting KC. I think that the young generation is also taken to the, to hockey and the Missouri Mavericks. Um, talk to me about the, talk to me about the league, actually, uh, and the affiliation you guys signed with the, uh, with the Islanders. How does that help you, and, uh, what do we have to look forward to with that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, when we first started, there were two double-A leagues, and what's a little bit different, everybody wants to equate this to baseball, and we're familiar with the, you know, the single, double, triple-A. Mm -hmm. And in hockey, people would be like, is that double-A like baseball? And the answer was, it is, but everything I say past this point is going to seem less and less like baseball. 
And a lot of that is because hockey is a global sport. There are, you know, massive European teams with guys that make a lot of money, so people travel, uh, top-tier players. They're not in the NHL. It's not necessarily that they'll fall down to AAA or AA. They can go overseas and make seven figures. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the last year, we joined the ECHL. So now the ECHL is the definitive AA hockey league. Um, they will grow to be 30 teams. We are currently 28 teams. In 21 states, we've got a team also uh, outside of Toronto in Brampton, and it, we will have a double-A affiliate for all triple-A affiliates and then to the NHL. So right now, we are an NHL affiliation with the New York Islanders, mm-hmm. and we, we had our first exhibition games this weekend. We start playing in Alaska uh, for, for real this weekend, and the, the, the talent of players, even for the fans that have been with us since day one, they are going to see a remarkable difference in the speed, agility, and skill set of these players. A lot of these guys are, you know, top round draft picks. And as opposed to sitting on the bench in the NHL or playing in the third line in the AAA, which is the AHL, they'll be stars in the ECHL. And we truly will see the stars of tomorrow today. Yeah, I think that's great too because we can um, we can associate with that because baseball fans understand how that works, and I think it's great too just for the branding being associated with an NHL team is really cool. You know, oh, growing absolutely. up, growing up, we had the Blades here in Kansas City. I remember going to games. I mean, it's just got to be the same for children today. We're talking to Greg Bergen, the executive vice president at the Missouri Mavericks. We'll be right back after the break with more with Greg. I want to talk about uh, more about the Missouri Mavericks. Check them out at MissouriMavericks.com. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Welcome back to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM, or if you're joining me today on Talk980AM.com, I greatly appreciate it. Also, thank you to all the people listening today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, as well as GrillNationShow.com. I want to continue our segment here. Uh, very lucky to have Greg Bergen, who is the executive vice president of the Missouri Mavericks. Uh, you can check out the Missouri Mavericks at MissouriMavericks.com. Uh, on the line here, very exciting times for the Missouri Mavericks. I know we're a big sports town, but the season has started for the Missouri Mavericks. And uh, if you've never been out to a game at the event center out there, it is a quite an amazing thing. It's right off the highway there off I-70. Uh, it's it's an amazing atmosphere. They have great games. They have great hockey. So uh, make sure you check that out. You can get your tickets at MissouriMavericks.com. Greg, uh, we were talking about your upcoming season here. Um, you actually, uh, the team is in Alaska as we speak. Uh, tell me about what that experience is like. I mean, that's got to be a cool thing for the staff and those people that are traveling. Absolutely. Well, so far, so good. We've, we've uh, done some of our training camp in Alaska. We've played two exhibition games. And uh, we play three games there, and then we'll travel back. But it, it's been very exciting. Alaska is a, is a very interesting place to start the season. Obviously, uh, at this level, when you start looking at travel expenses, you can you can bite your fingernails a little bit right. about not just getting the team to Alaska, but all the equipment and, and staff and everything else. But the team looks phenomenal on the ice. Um, they're playing a really good team in the Alaska Aces. So when they come back uh, next week, next Saturday, will be our home opener. And uh, still have a few tickets left. 
for that. But that's always just such a great time to see everybody on a sold-out crowd Saturday night. We're playing uh, one of our rivals, the Wichita Thunder, on Saturday night, so they usually bring a pretty good contingency, too. But it's on the, um, uh, Is that on the uh, 24th of October? Uh, yes, yep. Saturday, right. October 24th, and uh, it's it, it's going to be a really fun night. You know, I encourage people that haven't maybe been to a game before to, to try it. We've got a new name on the building, Silverstein Event Center Arena, and uh, it, it is an exciting place to see a game. It feels like a Sprint Center shrunk down to about 6,000 seats, 29 suites, great luxury loge seating, and it, it's a great place to see a game. It's funny. Um, you know, living where I live, which I always tell people, being with the Missouri Mavericks, I live on the bad side of state line. But I'm, I'm in constant recruitment to try to get people to come across uh, across this imaginary line to come to the Independence Event Center, which is just, or excuse me, Silverstein Ice Center Arena. Right, right. Uh, which is just five minutes past Arrowhead on I-70. And when they come here, they come back again and again and again. You know, friends of mine through the years that went to their first game are now season ticket holders or their corporations own a suite. It, it truly is a great family experience. So whether you're you're a big-time hockey fan or you're just looking for a good time and, and want to cheer on a local team, um, you know, obviously that's what we're all about. Yeah, and your guys' games, actually, I mean, it's what what is the seating capacity of the Silverstein Ice Center Arena? You see how I did that? Look at that, yeah, very good. Pitch very on good. quick. Well, you- <laughs> you're going to have a lot better than I am. Seven years, got to beat it out of me. Um, no, it, it, so it's 5,800, and mm-hmm. we will do standing room only seats that'll, that'll get it up to about 6,000 on some of the key games. But, you know, we, we really strive hard to make it affordable. Um, at $16 tickets to see this level of hockey, um, free parking, very easy it's to very get in important, and out of. too, for people is, you know, your parking lot is always packed, obviously, because most of your games get close to capacity. But uh, that is nice for fans is uh, when you can walk and not have to pay for parking. And it's it's pretty close, too. It's not like you're parking, you know, taking a shuttle or anything. You're actually pretty close to the uh, to the arena there. Exactly. And I, I always tell people it's a very predictable experience. You know you're going to be in here for about two hours and 45 minutes. It's going to be easy to get in, easy to get out. Um, we work hard to keep the concessions at a reasonable rate. And it's just a great community feel. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. And if, if you haven't been to a hockey game before, um, which you mentioned the Blades earlier, and a lot of these hardcore fans that have been here for a generation of hockey, I guarantee if you come to one game, you'll have a great time. It's it's it truly for guys like me that didn't grow up in a hockey culture. This has just taken me and, and a lot of other people uh, to a whole new level in Kansas City sports coming out to these games. Yeah, and you have, if you haven't been to a game either, make sure you. Uh... If it's a nice day, I'll make sure you bring a fleece or a, or a tech vest or a jacket in there because it does get cold, man. Yeah, you don't realize up, that's that for sure. <laughs> that's for sure, that's the nice thing though. In the, in the summertime, when we're beating the street, it's a hundred degrees outside. We can go into community ice where it's always sixty degrees, and then kind of cool off. But in the wintertime, you're absolutely right, man. Bundle up. So your guys' season goes from I guess from October to when? When does the uh, when does the playoffs start for the uh, new league? That's a great question. We will play all the way through the first two weeks of April. So we have 36 home games, 72 total games. And then playoffs kind of mimic the NHL playoffs. We'll play all the way. If we're doing our jobs on the ice, we'll be playing hockey in June for a championship. So it's a, it's a nice long season. But we've got great games all the way October, November, December. And then you look in January and February. We actually have between February 6th and February 21st, we have nine games in 15 days. So we're going to do mm. kind of an Ironman promotion for those that can make all nine games in those 15 days. But it, it's truly, it's, it's a very fun time. You mentioned uh, the new league. You're going to have, what, 20, is it 28 teams? 28 teams, So, so 21 states, so... You know, going to Alaska, that's not like going to a Wichita. Um, talk to me about, I mean, is the travel going to intensify? I mean, are you, is, is it spread out? Is the league more spread out than it used to be? 
Yeah, it really is. And it, not to get too, uh, too inside of, uh, the situation, but they had a lot of teams on the West Coast, which have now transferred to AAA teams, and some of the AAA teams on the East Coast have now become AA teams, just because it makes sense a lot more for travel. But you're still talking about, you know, we've got three teams in Florida. We have the team in Alaska. We've got a team outside of Toronto and Brampton. Um, our immediate division, we play Tulsa, Wichita, and Allen, which is a, a nice suburb of Dallas. Those will be the three teams that we probably see the most. But you'll also see teams from South Carolina, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, uh, you know, Idaho. A lot of these places are going to be traveling here. We're going to be traveling there. So it, mm-hmm. it is a pretty intense travel schedule. But you got a good close division. Um, talk to me about, let's, let's see here. I'm going down my list here, Greg, of questions I want to ask you. But you, you guys have mentioned, you mentioned in the beginning that you've won a lot of awards for franchise of the year. Or um, corporate, you know, group of the year, team of the year, uh, and the former league. Uh, one of the things that's interesting to our listeners too is kind of how businesses are run. Obviously, sports uh, operate just like a business. And uh, what's it like? Kind of, I know you're the executive vice president. What's it like? What's the team like over there? Uh, the team you work with. How has that grown? How has that changed uh, with hockey's growth here in Kansas City? No, that, that, that's a great point, and we're very, very fortunate. We've got a, an incredible team over here, a lot of people that have worked for other professional sports teams. We have a corporate sales director in Todd Mack, and he spent a lot of time with the Chiefs. I know that guy. Uh, he's, he's a good guy. I think, we need, good to, I think guy. we need to promote him or give him some a pay raise or something. He does a great job for you guys. He does a great job. <laughs> I just keep just keep buying him Tank 7, and he seems to be pretty happy. Um, <laughs> That's right. Also, Tank 7 or Pale Ale will make Todd happy. There you go. Uh, Brent Thiessen, our, our general manager, who I started with, we started day one together. Uh, had a lot of experience in this league and also in the NHL, and we just hired the uh, New Orleans Saints. Former ticket director over there spent seven years with the New Orleans Saints as our new director of ticket sales and operations. So we've got an A team over here, and it's kind of like our ticket prices is we're affordable. Um, you know, it's sixteen dollars a ticket, but we're not the five dollar tickets. And, and these guys aren't out bagging groceries in the off season. These are some of the best hockey players in the world. And I think that our, our, our corporate uh, our corporate pricing and our inventory kind of uh, reflects that. Is it's like we're affordable for people that want to be in a legitimate professional sports franchise but uh, obviously you know we're not the chiefs of the royals so we, we try to accommodate those people and we do share a lot of those partnerships with local companies but mm-hmm. i think we also provide a very good legitimate affordable outlet for companies that want to get involved with professional sports that can't write the six-figure checks yeah and you guys it, it's great to see you doing well in the uh, Kansas city sports scene uh greg bergen Executive Vice President of the Missouri Mavericks. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation today. You can check out uh, more about the Mavericks at MissouriMavericks.com. I'd highly recommend uh, for our listeners to check it out if you have not been to a hockey game before. Uh, this is a uh, first-class experience over at the Silverstein Ice Center Arena. How's that sound? That's, that's right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Greg, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Jason, you're the best. I really appreciate it, buddy. Take care. Safe travels. Thanks. We'll talk to you again soon. Uh, thanks for listening to Grill Nation today on 980 AM. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Really enjoyed it. Hope you did, too. Have a great week. We'll talk soon.